Hey, this is Alessio coming at you at the top of the episode, just letting you know that if you like what you listen to, consider supporting us, patreon.com slash Metal Gear Mondays. We also have an Amazon affiliate link, which is new, and you can find that as a pinned tweet at the top of our Twitter, at Metal Gear Monday, um, or in uh, the latest posts on the Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash Metal Gear Mondays. Uh, we will have a short URL or like a bit.ly on that soon, but right now it's just like weird Amazon number gibberish, so uh, use those for now. But yeah, enjoy the show, and this is your skit. In the late 20th century, hostile forces inside the United States grow strong. The city of Los Angeles is ravaged by crime immorality, the loss of Kojima Productions, and devastating wildfires. The current president of the United States have has half-assed a handful of tweets about the current situation, but... <clears throat> Excuse me. The current president of the United States has declared a state of emergency as a doomsday weapon has fallen into the wrong hands. Pliskin, you've been pulled from the general population in order to embark on a search and rescue mission. It's of vital importance. Call me Snake. Uh, all right, Snake. Happy? You go in, find my wall, or, I mean, doomsday device. Bring it out in eight hours, and you're a free man. Eight hours, huh? I'm making you an offer. Bullshit. Swearing is outlawed in our moral America, Snake. Uh, I'll think about it. All you've got to do is find a specific gift card. What kind of gift card? Know anything about the Apple Store? Deja vu. No. Do you mean the sharper image? No. They went under years ago. Something about... Some terrible stakes? Anyway, uh, what, what do you say? I'm still thinking. Think hard, but even harder, because this is a sequel. You load me up with a pair of vintage Air Jordans, a Walkman, 200 cartons of American spirits, and all the trucker smut I can carry, and I'm yours. Half those things don't exist anymore, and the other half I've never heard of. What else you got? Can I get a... Maybe a bitchin' black trench coat, an overpowered machine gun, and a surfboard. Uh, surfing is outlawed, too. Surfing is out. The gun's in the coat, then. Now you're talking. Come with me to the medical wing, and we'll get you all ready. Fine, but no needles. Placebo nanopoison served to you by three projections that all look like your father? Hmm. Sure. Ladies, gentlemen, boys, and girls, you are listening to episode number 87 of Metal Gear Mondays, the Games Club podcast covering all things Metal Gear from left to right, inside and out, in pseudo-chronological, historical, recreational order. Uh, uh, no one rides into my town and disrespects me. Not Snake, not no one. I'm your host, Alessio Summerfield, and this week I'm joined by... Fuck you, I'm going to Hollywood. Damn right. <laughs> I'm, I'm back, I'm back and black. And normally that <laughs> phrase would be back in black, but I mean back in black because they're both true. Wow. Um, well, I can't follow up with any of that, so I'm just going to say... <laughs> 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 
Hi. <laughs> hi, hi, mom. Hi. I, uh, as above, so below. We, uh, we've had, we have Sam back, but we have to, we have to banish another member of the. Yeah, oh, we, have, no. we had to to get me back. We had to banish James to the shadow realm again. So. I'm yeah. back, but James. One of these days, it'll yeah. happen. No, no emergencies or anything like that. Uh, James just uh, is just a couple of tired yeah, just boys. like a, yeah, some some. I almost said some sad boys. Uh, we're <laughs> the sad boys. He's that the tired too sometimes. Boy. Although yeah. um, we're all sad boys. The the yeah. people who don't Patreon the Patreon won't know what we're talking about. That's Did very you just true. Say Patreon pa- the Patreon patrons of the Patreon. <laughs> so yeah, so James was on our. Um, uh, if you wanna, if you wanna spend two dollars a month to get access to some more podcasts from your boys, um, you can listen to how I uh, 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 winter holiday depress depression played my way through God of War, um, nope. and how we talked about how good it good it was. But James is on that episode, so he's not on this episode. We recorded both of them today, so that's the, <laughs> what's the what? wow what <laughs> you guys record. Did you say record? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, let's uh, get into the news real quick before we get into our main topic. It's time for new, new, new news. Metal Gear News! Yeah! This week's news, some of this is not Metal Gear. A lot of it's not Metal Gear related, but we're just going to talk about it anyway because it's fucking dope. Uh, Nan Genesis Evangelion was acquired by Netflix. Whoa! Oh, Twenty six yes. episodes and both movies. That's yeah, huge. I can watch it whenever I want to now without going through a fucking rigmarole. Yeah, and allegedly it'll be in better quality. So yeah. take all those DVD fucking bootlegs and flush them down the toilet, kids. Yeah. PSA: If you've never seen Neon Genesis Evangelion, we are very excited about this, um, and it's kind of related because you know robots. It's true. Giant mech things. Yeah. Um, Evangelion. Is very good, but also it's very depressing. It's <laughs> so, extremely depressing. So uh, if you want to go into, you need to be in like a, if you need to be in like a place like emotionally stable before you watch it. Yes, I guess it depends on the person, but yeah, I think that's all fair, and I think, um, I think one of the other things that I want to. Um, plug right here and i'm sorry that i am if i sound as if i am buying time very subtly with my mm-hmm. slow talking it's because i'm yeah. trying to fucking remember the name of this show <laughs> uh friend of the show alice chang uh this might be a bold claim but maybe we can all decide together now uh told me that you should watch this mecha anime because it's better than evangelion Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, and at the time, I was taken aback. Um, I've watched three episodes thus far on Amazon Prime is the only place I've been able to find it. Uh, I don't know why I'm having a hard time finding it now. Oh, I found it. It is called... uh, Oh, man, I I cannot pronounce it, but I can see it with my eyes. Rosaphone. Oh, God. Uh, It's R-A-H-X-E-P-H-O-N. Huh. Pretty good. Uh, sure. Uh, (laughs) it came out in 2003, so technically it's older than Evangelion. Um, or excuse me, younger than Evangelion. Um, okay, I was about to say, 
But I, uh, yeah, I'm three episodes in. It's it's pretty good so far. I don't want to give a, a make bold claims. Yeah, I don't want to make any bold claims like somebody we know. Mm, um, Alan. But if you're looking for some mecha anime and uh, you end up tearing through Evangelion when it comes out, you should try that. Um, the two mm. movies I would say are pivotal, you guys. So one of them is called Death and Rebirth, or maybe Rebirth and Death. I think it's Death and Rebirth, and the second one is called End of Evangelion. Um, those two movies are kind of what's happening in the real world while Shinji is having his meltdown in the last two episodes of the show. So hmm. you, you should watch those because those two movies actually conclude the story, and they are also acquired with the show by Netflix. Very good, very good. So, um, so here's how we tie this into yeah, let's do it. Metal Gear. What you got? Um, in which we've done this before in a previous episode back in Metal Gear 1.0, Evangelion is people piloting these like humanoid-looking mechs, much like in Zone of the Enders, which is a Kojima Productions video. That's true. Wow. Hideo Kojima. Orbital Frames, you guys. Orbital uh, Frame, Jehuti. So speaking of space shit, our second item, this is actually Kojima-related, <laughs> adjacent. Um, space shit. 21st Century Fox just trademarked Alien Blackout, I think. Is that right? Alien yeah, Blackout. for like, video game stuff? Yeah, for video games. However, coincidentally, on the same day... Kojima mysteriously tweeted pictures of him at the 21st Century Fox HQ playing with alien mm. stuff. And apparently it's got everybody in a tizzy. And mm. Jeff Keighley just announced tizzy. that there are going to be 10 brand new games announced at the Video Game Awards on December the 8th. And if Jeff Keighley says it, it obviously has something to do with Hideo Kojima. Yeah. So. Because Jeff Keighley is so far up Hideo Kojima's <laughs> as- asshole <laughs> <laughs> that he is, he is paying rent. Do you guys think that Jeff Keighley is actually – like Jeff, the real Jeff Keighley died about 15 years ago, and this is just like a weird homunculus that they keep around that like Kojima's spirit <laughs> for through. Kojima. <laughs> <laughs> He's preparing him. It's, it's like Get Out except for like Asian oh, Man into White no. Man. So like when Hideo Kojima oh, no. is like too weak to go on, they'll use Jeff Keighley's spry body to <laughs> propel him forward. <laughs> we should try and like get Jeff Keighley on the podcast to break down this mystery. Oh yeah, r- <laughs> right after that comment. Yeah, no, no, no. We'll he's play gonna, that for him. He's and like, that might he's, make him... <laughs> he's all about it, and then he gets to that point in the show, and he's like, "Fuck these boys." Um, he gets to that point in the show now. He's really about it for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's whoa. like, "Oh, I definitely have to talk." He's crying the whole time, but silently. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, back into more Konami stuff. So uh, we kind of did this reverse order. Uh, Konami re-ups their trademarks on the name Metal Gear and Metal Gear Solid. Um, chances Which are... excited me until... Yeah. Chances are it's only due to the PS Classic and the new Smash Bros. <laughs> so. <laughs> what, you, what is that gremlin Isaac chime, laugh? Isaac, Isaac. Chiming, in, chiming in with his uh, primo Dick Cheney laugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the news oh, for man. November the 27th. I probably should have started with I kinda that. I kind of want to see Vice. I'll remember that at some Dick point. Cheney. Yeah, I definitely do too. Um, yeah, check it out. Also, I just found out today there's a streaming service called Canopy with a K. Yeah, man. If you have a library card... It's free. Ooh, what'd it do? Uh, A24 just said that all 72 of their films are free on there now. What? Yep. And apparently there are hundreds of Hollywood classics on there. But this is this is tied to your library card. Yeah, so you have to go get a library card. And not I've all libraries two, participate. No joke, I've got two library cards. Get them. Dude, figure because, it out. Because a Seattle, like Seattle Central Library and King County have two different library cards for some reason. 
Maybe one of them's so, cool and one of them's Sam, not. Do it Maybe right one now. Will have canopy, right now. I'll check it out. So does that mean that I could watch like eighth grade on there? And oh yeah, like they right literally now? they one hundred percent were just like all, our full catalog is on canopy right now. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, uh, something that I was reading just straight up was like this is the like best kept secret in streaming. Like, why aren't people talking about canopy more? So yeah, yeah that's like a great. lot of like really good movies. So like recently, that's eighth grade, which is hereditary, great, fantastic movie, hereditary, Lady Bird, um, Moonlight. Um, those are like some like yeah. really recent examples. Ton of great shit. Moonlight, like Ex Machina, Ex Machina, yeah. Moonlight, which is which was of course the um, runner up and also winner for the Academy Awards yeah, yeah. the year that won for Best Picture. Oops, winner the the we Oops, fucked up winner. The, <laughs> the we fucked up winner, yeah. So um, if you're into that kind of thing, Tusk, Kevin Smith, oh, yeah, very, yeah, yeah. That's that's a twenty four. Oh, a fucking mid '90s that just came out is a twenty-four. Yep, and that that I almost yep. said that game. That movie's great. But yeah, cool. Uh, you guys want to talk about more movie stuff? And by more movie stuff, yeah. do you guys want to talk about Escape from LA? You know, I would love to. Uh, okay. <laughs> I loved Isaac's. Ooh, I don't know about that, boss. <laughs> yeah, so we're almost done with our movie season. This is Escape from L.A. Uh, right after this, we're going to be talking about From Russia with Love. Uh, I've never seen that film before, and I've hardly seen very many Bond films, so I'm kind of Same. excited. Yeah. Um, and then after that, we're done with movies for a while. So uh, shit. Right in. You guys have until, mm, let me double check, December the 15th, I think, should be clear. Uh, I believe. Let me verify that. I might be wrong. I know that we always say get them in by the 15th. Okay, if you guys want to be 100% doubly sure that we read your response on the air, get them shits in by December the 11th if you want us to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, I uh, So I'll put this out into the universe. I've had a lot of um, good time fun with this movie season. Um, and I think that we should, in the future, revisit it for like a movie oh, season. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I think doing a movie season uh, maybe around the fall of 2019 would be great. Yeah, for sure. So, and there are tons of movies that we could talk about that we haven't talked about. Well, I mean, on the first movie episode, we like listed a bunch of movies that oh, yeah. we could watch, like completely. 30 or 40. Yeah. So, like, I think a yearly fall tradition for a movie season on the show would be great. Yep, I think it'll be good too. Uh, yeah. So let's. Uh, this movie, you guys, it's very weird. This movie is the weirdest, most like video game sequel of a movie I've ever. This movie is, I it's think, so maybe weird. my second, my second favorite movie of all time. <laughs> okay. Okay. Dude, it's I fucking. Think, I think I, I can't supplant Scott Pilgrim, but I fucking love this movie. <laughs> yeah, so like, so check it out, check it out, you guys. So I think it's very clear to see with this movie in particular that like. Had we been able to condense all of the things we wanted to talk about into one main episode, I think Terminator 1 and 2 would have been a great one episode kind of thing. And Escape mm-hmm. from L.A. and Escape from New York would have been a good comparison one episode. But, like, yeah. maybe if the whole point of the episode was to compare them. But since we yeah. did, like, a deep dive on each of them. Um, this movie is, like, just like Terminator 2 was to Terminator 1. This movie is just like, hey, we took Escape from New York and just kind of, like, fed it more money <laughs> yeah 
and like and like even more so than Terminator Two was this. This is like the beats in this in this movie are so identical. Almost. Oh, dude, I found there's a Vimeo video that somebody put together that is a frame by frame like side by side of every single shot from both movies that are like duplicated, mm. and it's ridiculous how many shots are reused. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, and then of course like. Then you have the greatest scene in movie history, which is the surfing scene. Oh, of course. Of course. So. Yeah. All of the CG in this? Immaculate. Immaculate. <laughs> I don't know. Which, like, I don't know what like, other way. So, so here's the thing. At the beginning, like when the earthquake and all the buildings were crumbling, I was like, oh, this is actually pretty goddamn impressive. <laughs> yeah. And Until then you see the, the windows on the building. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then the surfing scene happened. Dude, like, the submarine honestly, scene. Woo. I texted Alessio this morning and I warned him. I was like, I'm going to be talking about the surfing scene almost exclusively today. <laughs> I feel like Leslie Nielsen should have been in this movie. Like, yeah. that's the kind of level we, we're can, at. Can we run down some of the names that are in this movie, though? Yeah. Uh, can, so got, let's camp out on the guy who plays the president when we get to that one. Okay. So we've got Steve Buscemi. How did I? Why did I say <laughs> we got Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. <laughs> We've got Steve Buscemi. I can't say it like a normal fucking person. Steve Buscemi. Now. Buscemi uh, as Eddie. Eddie Map of the Stars. I love Steve Buscemi. <laughs> Buscemi. <laughs> Why can't I say? Steve <laughs> we got Steve. Ooh, you scared Buscemi. me. <laughs> Steve. Steve Boo! Oh, sorry. He scared me. He scared me. Holy shit. Spooky month's over, Steve. What are we doing? Oh, my God, oh, Steve. You gotta calm down with that shit, man. I can't uh, do it. We've got, yeah, it so, we've got fucking Jane yeah. Fonda's dad. Yeah, Peter Fonda. Oh, which for the surfing scene, just so you know, mm-hmm. it's Kurt Russell surfing with Peter Fonda. Most yeah, which, no, like, yeah. Uh, okay. Great. We've got um, an almost actually unrecognizable Bruce Campbell. Oh, absolutely. We have handsome Jack Bruce Campbell. <laughs> yeah, like, I didn't realize that was Bruce Campbell until later. Yeah. I was like, I, in the movie, I was just like, where's Bruce Campbell? He was in the credits, and I was like, oh, fuck. He was yeah. the classic surgeon. Yeah. I want to talk about that scene a lot, too, because there's yeah. a lot of weird shit in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Who else have we got? We've got um, Pam Greer. Oh, yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, as because she, <laughs> who plays a transgender woman. Yep. Which is great. Yep. And I've got some. I, I I have some things to say about that as well. It was that was the was only a, thing in the movie rough. where I was like, oh no. Yeah. So we'll get to that. Oh man, I meant to include that in the skit. I was gonna have right before you guys leave. I was gonna, I was gonna have Isaac. Uh, I was gonna have Isaac get his crotch grabbed by by Snake, and then just have Snake go. Oh, I'm just looking for your gun. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I forgot to include that in the skit. Damn it! Oh, I knew I forgot a we line. Can, no, it's okay. No, it's fine. Um, <laughs> it's too late um, in the evening. Yeah, it's too late. It's oh, too we've got right Stacy Keach. That's uh, that was yep. the fellow that played Malloy. Uh, the big yep. one is Cliff Robertson, the guy who plays the president. I think is that guy. Yeah. He, yeah. dude, if you kind of cl- squint your ears, I don't know how you do that. Yeah, uh, he kind of sounds like Paul Eating. Yeah, I noticed like that a too. Lot. He looked like the colonel. Yeah. Oh I was, yeah. I, I was just like, I wa- I wasn't sure if that was just me or if it was like. Oh no! But yeah, it no, wouldn't I, just be sweet baby I, I Sam. There's a lot of sweet baby Sam. We'll talk about it as we get through this stuff. But like, there are a lot of this was lifted for Metal Gear Solid One in this. Mm-hmm. Like, it's wild. Like, I was ca- yeah. kind of caught off guard. Like, it wasn't well. 
like even escape from the beginning like yeah. like the submarine even at the beginning oh. I was like oh hey dude the music anytime yep. they cut back to that briefing room I was like this just is the music from Metal Gear <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like a step away from it was wild anyway yeah we can talk about it when we get to it um, I wish Metal Gear was this goofy yeah like I wish there was like a like a surfing scene in Metal Gear like is it, it, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, there's that, some like, goofy shit in Metal Gear, but I don't think oh, yeah. Solid Snake ever races a shot clock on some two-point shots while he's got oh, a no. sniper rifle aimed at his face. That's fabulous. Right. There's like there's a lot of stuff. Which And that scene, too, there's some stuff in that scene that doesn't pay off that I was a little mad about. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get was to it, that was well. it that he didn't shoot any fucking three-point Js? Because he definitely got a full-court shot in there. No, the he end. got a fucking full-court one-handed That was some NBA jam no. fucking triple front flip fireball yeah well i was well i was expecting him to fight that dude with the fucking hedge clippers oh right right they kind of showed that and then we're just like was that just to show how anarchy like anarchy it is there or what yeah those little nuts um how'd you guys uh come about how did you guys watch it um i actually own it oh nice dvd but i've never laser disc uh, <laughs> um, information disc or instruction oh, disc, very nice. actually hologram. Um, the hologram, yeah. Um, actually, so I've had it on DVD for a while, but I'd never watched it. Ooh, like I do that with a lot of shows. Oh, so like, you've never seen movies. it ever? No, this, this I, I like I had seen Escape from New York for the first time. Not for the first time. I had seen it before. This uh-huh. is the first time I'd watched Escape from LA. Ooh, so good. Yeah, same, same. So so good. <laughs> Isaac, I'm assuming you uh, hit up your friends on the inside of the hey, prison man. island to get a special mm-hmm. copy <laughs> mailed to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was um, it was Pliskin's personal copy. Oh, very nice. He slipped mm-hmm. it to me. Fun fun fact about fun fact about this uh, this whole situation. So, for Escape from New York, I hit up my friends on the prison island. But for Escape from LA, I own it. I don't own Escape from New York. I just own Escape from LA for some reason. I don't know why. One kind of that's all you need overshadows the other. Um, Yeah, I'd say so. It's very strange. Um, Cool. Let's um, before we get into budget and stuff like that, let's do just do the quick sort of synopsis stuff real quick at the very beginning. So obviously we're gonna we're gonna dig in a little deeper into the plot here, but like effectively all you need to know is like I was kind of confused by the okay this is gonna be the dumbest shit I had to look up a timeline for the events in the escape universe because um, <laughs> that be- is the most ridiculous sentence anyone's ever said yeah, yeah at the beginning of this it's like it talks about how in 1998 the this shit is happening I, I believe mm-hmm. or yeah it was in 1998 the the president uh starts talking the presidential candidate or whatever yeah because well, the the first movie takes place in ninety seven, right? Yeah, that's what. It, so in my head, I'm like, I thought the first movie took place in ninety eight as well, and so I was like, how the fuck is this guy a presidential candidate when we've got the other dude going through a crisis who is the current president? With there being no mention of like a race coming up, hmm. um, and so I was very caught off guard. I was like, I don't. Are they retconning who the president was? Like, what is this? Um, but you're right. The it's one year later that this that this situation plays out. Um, but then the primary events of the film are set in 2013. Yeah. Uh, so, anywho, uh, Snake is once again called by the U.S. to uh, recover a doomsday device from L.A., which has now, oh my God, guys, become a prison island. <laughs> prison it's, island. It's, it's weird how that happens. You know what I really, really badly want to see is I want to see mm. this get fucking rebooted. 
I oh, I see, know, like, yeah. I want to see, like, oh, Escape yeah. from London with, like, current era <laughs> Kurt Russell. Well, no, it's got to be further up because the first one was, um, uh, was it Prison City? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then no, this, this was one's Prison Island. Oh, it's got to be a Prison Planet. Prison Planet. Yo. So oh no! Like it's, a, it's Escape from no, Australia. A con- it's a prison. No, country. A, yeah, Escape from <laughs> Australia, <laughs> prison country. No, 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 no. It ha- we have to do Escape from Australia because Australia is a country and a continent. And an oh, island. perfect. And an, and island. an island. So then we'll do like Escape from. They can make America. it one mega city in the future too. Yeah, we'll do Escape from America where he's in Escape Canada. from America. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just him running away movie. from President Trump. Like super, it would be it would be super poignant also for today's audience. Um, <laughs> true, true. And then and then we can do Escape from Australia since we're doing a continent. Oh, nice. Oh, well, or I, like I, Escape from North America. <laughs> I didn't say Escape from Prison Planet. <laughs> <laughs> then, yeah, we can work our way up. Then Escape Escape from Earth. Yeah. Uh, fuck. I, I'm just remembering all the gags I wanted to play. I was going to open the episode with talking about how we're covering Christmas Chronicles, starring Kurt Russell as Snake Plissken as Santa Claus. No. I don't know. Have you Have you guys seen that? No, I have not. So Is I, that I watched a thing? it. I watched it over the holidays because Netflix was all about it. But they were like, hey, we just made a new Santa movie. You need to watch it. It just came out. So for Thanksgiving, uh, Christmas parents wanted to watch some Christmas movies. So we watched like the Jim Carrey Grinch, uh, some classic stuff. And then uh, this just randomly was popping up. And we were like, fuck it. Let's watch it. Kurt Russell plays Santa Claus. Um, and it's like a very snaky Santa Claus. Like That's some little amazing. some little girls like, Hey Santa, say ho 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 and he's like, I don't say that anymore. <laughs> and I was just like, Oh my god. It's pretty wild. Would, it's it's pretty funny. I enjoyed it. I really actually. would yeah. love yeah. like a modern day like with like Kurt Russell like now playing Oh absolutely with his fucking like big ass mutton chops and shit. Yeah. What sucks, you guys, and this is the part that I was kind of trying to shield everyone from. Mm-hmm. This movie had a budget of $50 million. This movie did not make its money back. Yikes. No. This is probably the biggest box office blunder that we've covered for the show. I think every movie that we've covered so far has actually had like a rags to riches kind of like, oh, they made it for a million dollars and made 40. Um, mm-hmm. This didn't even make its budget back. Yeah. yeah. Um, opening weekend was about $9 million roughly. Uh, grossed in the USA, uh, $25 million, And then worldwide, it only grossed about 17 so it's a little bad man that's that's rough i feel bad yeah it was in development for like a decade too um apparently um and how how, do you remember how much the budget for uh the first one was um i think it was six um, six million was it yeah oh you're right yeah yeah yeah. so and it made way over that i think it made like 40 something yeah. So interesting, and oh. I don't know. Uh, I was reading some stuff earlier today before we started recording about John Carpenter was saying that it was actually Kurt who really, really, really kept pushing it, kept pushing it, kept pushing it. Because um, John Carpenter said that like kind of a sequel almost got greenlit really early on and never actually happened, and so Kurt was the one who for like ten years just kept kept on keep, keeping on trying to keep the project alive. Hmm. Um, and so it's the original producers, um, so John Carpenter and Deborah Hill, um, but Kurt Russell himself was a producer on this film. And a writer, right? Yeah, and a writer. Um, so it was John Carpenter, Nick Castle, Deborah Hill, and Kurt Russell, but the two primary <laughs> wow. writers are John Carpenter and Nick Castle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kurt and, really wanted that surf scene. Oh, dude. Yeah, I, feel, I was going to say, I feel like it's Kurt's, like, Kurt's the reason why we have the surf, <laughs> Kurt surf scene. In the basketball. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, yeah. So, and the and the basketball scene. Kurt's like, Kurt Russell is a fucking national treasure. I really wish that, like OJ would have made an appearance. Did they just make it L.A. as fuck? <laughs> I really wish that Kurt would have gotten into like a white Bronco and then gotten a phone call and <laughs> oh just been God. like, you know who this is? It's Snake. <laughs> Um, and my, uh, my favorite thing about, um, my favorite thing about it too is that, uh, oh, never mind. I was going to say something dumb. Uh, you're he's totally not, fine. He's not from LA. This is, uh, so this is, uh, part of the sort of dystopian future disaster prison escape film series, uh, as the first one. Um, yeah, uh, just touching on the sort of core stuff here real quick as we wrap up the generality stuff. Uh, the meta score for this guy is a 54. Not great. Uh, the previous film was 72. Um, IMDb gave it a score of 5.7 out of 10, which I believe was out of like 64,000 reviews. Boo. Um, and Too I, low. I know. And IMDb voted it the 2,704th most popular film. The first film, I think, is in the 1,200s. Mm. Um, I will say, however, and this is weird, um, I believe Roger Ebert gave this fucking movie a 4 out of 5. Really? Yeah, it might have been a three out of four, but it was like high mark. Uh, he said, well, "That's why we liked him." Yeah, Roger Ebert was like, "I don't know what it is, but I can't help but love. I can't help but smile when I see uh, Snake paragliding over Walt Disney World, opening fire on terrorists." <laughs> and I was just like, "I think you summed it up perfectly. Like that's getting, that's pretty much it." Like- Getting attacked by a shark as he submarines oh, into Universal Studios. <laughs> so oh. random. <laughs> this movie's great, man. Like I, I for I don't know. I thought all of me was going to hate this. I had a very good time with this but movie. Do you think that they really they, they were uh, self aware about how goofy it was? Oh, I think they were, man. Because when Snake they comes out during been. that introduction at the beginning, the main bad female is like, yeah. It's a little outdated, isn't it? And he's just like, Ugh. and like <laughs> I think I think they're kind of to get into the whole like we were going to talk about the meta context of sequels and and, and mm-hmm. how it ties into Metal Gear. I think this movie is kind of like the MGS two of Escape from New York, uh, where they literally are just like we're going to recreate the first film, but kind of do it with our tongue buried deep in our cheek. You know what <laughs> I mean? Yeah. Well, it's like even like when they explain like what their plan is, like you got to go in and do this with this, and um, and he goes and he goes, and I bet you think you can inject me with some poison. I'll do whatever you say. Sounds familiar or whatever he. Yeah. Said. Like, and then they do it, except they don't yeah, even fucking inject them. Like, yeah. It's like they did it in a flashback. Yeah, it's wild. Um, yeah, I don't know, dude. I I I found this film to be pretty enjoyable. I'd be a little bummed out. I think if they tried to do like escape from whatever escape from toronto uh uh that i think uh unfortunately i just don't know if the people would come out for it based on the numbers i'm seeing here Mm -hmm. well you want to know something crazy just looked it up roger ebert gave this a 3.5 out of four whoa even better yes (laughs) god bless you roger ebert (laughs) love that man uh yeah it's great man this is kind of like i feel like this was like this was uh, Crank for, like, 1996. Mm. You know what I mean? Just, like, the fucking weirdo, surreal, fever dream action movie Yeah, for that year. Um, and good on them for sticking through and making this thing. I, I, you can tell they had fun. 
Well, because you know how they're releasing like a bunch of John Carpenter movies, like re-releasing them in theaters in like 4K. Yeah, Escape from New York is one of them. Like wow. maybe Let's that's get that LA, like, baby. Spark. Yeah, I think that's just maybe that's the spark people need. Because here's the thing, Escape from New York is a good movie. I very much enjoyed Escape from New York. Oh yeah, um, same. That being said, if you if I said okay, watch this movie Escape from LA, I would be like. So amped if they were just like, now guess what? Escape from, escape from fucking New Jersey. <laughs> coming. I'd be so like, hyped yeah, they're like, it. escape from Miami, all surfing escape. all the time. I'd be like, yes, please. <laughs> yes, please. the whole thing is exclusively from a surfboard. <laughs> uh, oh, so I didn't talk about how I watched it. So I watched it on a Blu-ray, um, and this is so Paramount issued this Blu-ray. Uh, so I was like, ooh, let's get in on this. <laughs> Uh, main issue here, uh, the only extra on the whole fucking Blu-ray was just the theatrical trailer. Dope. Oh. Uh, but overall, everything was great, so. Uh, see- hey, can I throw this out there, too, for yeah. Escape from Miami? Yeah, yeah. Peter Fonda's still alive, so. Ooh, shit. Oh. We gotta get it could, going. Could, could make that happen. So. Surf's up, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Jesus. Okay, all right, y'all want to dig in? You want to yeah, jump into this movie? In. Let's do it. So here it is. It's the plot of the first film. <laughs> all right, bye everybody. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> you, no, I was gonna say. I was gonna say, fumbling in the dark with Isaac Lim. But it's essentially just go listen to the last episode. <laughs> okay, bye. Yeah. Nice. All right, let's do it. So, Escape from L.A., guess what? It opens with establishing what's going on with New L.A. Uh, I believe that it's a combination of the earthquakes and, uh, in general, this weird subplot that they didn't really dive too much into, but, <laughs> yeah. like, the over-moralification of America? Yeah. What's up with Very that? Very weird. Very oh, strange. Man. Yeah, it's like, we don't swear anymore, no more cigarettes. No more sex. Well, it's because the president... So the whole thing is like... Yeah, the president's president like a like, There's going to be a fucking earthquake. And there was. And then he got elected president. And then he like... He like became the president for forever. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. After issuing in like a military state. Yeah. He's essentially like if a, a televangelist preacher became the president. Yeah. Kind of the yeah. He had that speech so. in the beginning of the movie where he was pretty much shouting and condemning... L.A., I guess. Mm-hmm. As they calling it, calling it the city of Gomorrah yeah. and Sodom. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I uh, very very crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I will say right off the bat, part of me was like, oh no, is John Carpenter one of those dudes that's like wandering around right now, being like, I don't like how PC everything's becoming. Where are the cartons <laughs> of cigarettes and trucker smut? <laughs> um, but no, it's but like think, it's yeah. very much like a commentary on that type of attitude, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is which is cool. That's pretty cool. But yeah, so essentially that's kind of the deal is like, hey, uh LA kind of got broken off from the rest of California. They built towers around the coast. Uh they're essentially just treating it like a prison island. Um I don't know if they actively send prison. Yeah, they do. They do. Um they 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 do the similar 
if you don't want to go to the prison island, tell a representative and they'll kill you here. Um, except instead of yeah. oh, the, whatever it was in New York, <laughs> here it's like an electric chair. And they show it. They like pan over and some guys are getting their heads blown up. Yeah. This is the, the $50 million dollar version of Escape from New York. All right. So we're yeah. seeing all of it. <laughs> Everything. All the glorious CG. Um, but yeah, and that's pretty much kind of what happens. And then sort of the hostage situation akin to what happened in the first film. Instead of the president, um, it is the president's daughter hijacks Air Force 3. I don't know where Air Force Two is. Uh, and <laughs> I can relate this to I can relate this to a story really just yeah really quickly. no absolutely. There's a in Ohio. There's a um, like a Japanese steakhouse called Sake, um, and then in a, a town like kind of a kind of close to Dayton, but on the outside of Dayton um, called uh, Springfield, mm-hmm. there is a restaurant called Sake Three, but <laughs> no Sake Two exists oh anywhere. We don't talk about Sake Two. Like we don't talk about Air Force Two. Well, I do wonder, do you think that's why Hideo Kojima wanted to call Metal Gear Solid 2 Metal Gear Solid 3? Maybe. Originally? Oh it was for that? <laughs> um, it wouldn't surprise me. He's oh fucking esoteric God. piece of shit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so essentially what it is is the president's daughter steals a prototype Utopia. weapon. Yeah, her name is Utopia. Oh, man, I wonder if they're trying to say something there. Uh, <laughs> the president has lost Utopia. And so she hijacks the the Air Force Three, and she has this doomsday weapon, and she essentially takes an escape pod down to L.A. Um, what's weird, <laughs> the exact though? Same fucking escape pod. Yeah. What's weird is the speech she gives is almost verbatim the speech from the first movie. Mm, right. When she's holding everybody at gunpoint. There is a really cool thing, though, when we see this gunpoint situation. Uh, Snake Pliskin, who gets enlisted by the government to go uh, get the device back and kill the president's daughter. He's not supposed to rescue her this time. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets to experience the whole thing in VR. Yeah. Interesting like, that editing happening too. here. That was the other thing, too, is that they were talking about how, like, after her sister's suicide, her sister committed suicide and... Um, like was like lost herself in her VR simulations. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we see some fella who she'd been chatting with in some of these VR simulations. <laughs> this, this, His uh, name is Cuervo oh Jones. <laughs> this little video, uh, this five second video. Oh, uh, with the dog. I love it. What kind of fucking name is Cuervo Jones? <laughs> When you it don't just felt like Kurt Russell looked. It felt like Kurt Russell looked up, saw on the bar behind his kitchen wall a bottle of Jose Cuervo, <laughs> and was like, "Wait a minute, Cuervo Jose. Wait a minute, Cuervo Jones." <laughs> <laughs> and then John Carpenter said, "I think you're on to something, Kurt." Yeah, let's go with it. Um, but yeah, so Snake Snake's introduced. Uh, they're doing this whole deal. It's sort of similar to the... It's sort of similar. It is the situation from the first one. Mm-hmm. He's literally dressed identically to the first film. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, the for neat sure. little detail is his jacket is way more worn down, which I thought was mm-hmm. cool. Um, he's doing the whole thing where he's just kind of being cool guy Snake. Some Hot fucking shot, incred- Snake. incredible one-liners. Mm-hmm. Um, and effectively, once the plan has been revealed... They uh, uh, essentially tell him, like, hey, let's do this shit, blah, blah, blah. He tries to attack them, and then it's revealed that it's a hologram. Yep. And so this kind of ties in this whole, like, holograms, VR, we're in the future now. 
la di da. Um, and uh, from there, Snake kind of gets outfitted and tricked out in some very like what felt like the Matrix kind of ripped yeah. off. Yeah, he's a dope. He, well, he's like, I only want the jacket. He's like, you'll t-, Malloy's like, you'll take all of it. And so he gets this like dope sneaking suit and this really cool jacket. And some sick fucking pistols and this yeah. crazy machine gun. And he just looks like he's from the Matrix. Yep. Um, and then instead of taking a little plane into New York on the World Trade Center, he takes a tiny little submarine. Except yep. it's a nuclear submarine. Yep. It's the best, the best, uh, dude. best scene right here, man. Yeah, so he slides in there. 100% it's just Snake from yeah. Metal Gear Solid 1. Yeah, it's just the first scene. It's the fucking first scene of Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> yeah, this whole this whole thing. <laughs> Music, the interrogation stuff, all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if, the, sub, if, the nuclear-powered submarine yeah, that he jettisons from. If Escape from New York had the whole, like, oh, I hate needles, and the whole, like, we gotta strip search you or whatever the fuck, this has the whole submarine entry. I half yeah. expected him to be, he's like, how am I gonna get there? I half, ex- I half expected them to be like, it's a one-man sneaking mission, Snake. Uh, equipment is OSP. <laughs> equipment, OSP. I, was, I was like, what the fuck, man? It's five, five, crazy. sixers and pineapples. Yeah, it was wild. Um, but we get one of the best lines in the whole movie, which uh, Snake is not taking any shit. He's got to move fast because instead of 24 hours, it's a sequel, baby. He's only got eight hours. <laughs> eight hours. Um, and he's flying Shoot. around in the little submarine underwater going to the L.A. island, and they're like, Snake, slow down. You're overloading the system. And he goes, you slow down, dickhead. I'm the one who's dying here. <laughs> it was so good. It's I, so oh, perfect. Man, I want Snake, Solid Snake, to talk like this, you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is when Snake is, like, overloading the submarine's cores, oh, yeah. and he, like, gets he almost... races a shark. Like, the best the best CGI shark I've ever seen <laughs> and then almost crashes into Universal Studios. This really. movie has some fucking Sharknado level CG. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh and it's then the he, best. he launches it onto the island, tries to like pull it up, and then the island like breaks like the the flooring kind of caves in and he mm. loses his sub. And that's when we meet Peter Fonda and his group that never gets introduced again. Yeah, uh which surf, is just some surf weird... dudes from hell, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's a group, weird, of, group of guys just chilling yeah, in the water. Weird hazmat AK-47 <laughs> wielding surfer bros. <laughs> and that's pretty much it. Uh, yeah. After that... Peter Fonda kind of follows him because he recognizes Oh, uh, yeah. He's got... He, he mentions acid rain that never comes back. Yeah. And Peter Fonda's all covered in burns. Yeah. Were this is such a weird thing, too. Oops, a weird, like thing that you'll notice throughout the 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 things that people recognize snake is like oh, hey you're snake listener you look familiar yeah everyone do it like, as much. he looks kind of familiar yeah i feel like uh uh new york was just all over hey you're snake pliskin hey i thought you were dead <laughs> hey guys it's snake hey. pliskin <laughs> where would you come from Fucking Ernest Borgnine. <laughs> oh speaking of fucking <laughs> escape from new york and 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 the mermaid man callback uh as of November the 27th, the creator Spongebob died. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is awful. Um, I think <laughs> it's like Luke yeah, he was di- Lou Gehrig's He was disease. diagnosed with ALS. Yeah. yeah. Brutal. He was only like 57. Mm-hmm. So I don't... Yeah, it's wild. I, I asked James, I was like, what do you think Tom Kenny's doing right now? Uh, which is the voice of Spongebob. And James said, uh, <laughs> James said he's doing his fucking job is what he's doing right now. <laughs> Damn. He's like, he's not crying. No lost time. There's more Spongebob to record. 
I was like, good Lord. (laughs) Damn, damn. Brutal. Jesus. Uh, But yeah, so Sam, paint a picture of picturesque LA. We've got prostitutes. We've got bikers. We've got a dead rescue operative who's like crucified getting knives thrown at him. What's going on here? Yeah, there's, yeah, I mean, you did it. (laughs) That's it. Okay, here's the here's well, the thing that I don't get. So, I get New York was like all the criminals and whatnot. <laughs> Isaac's what? like, I get yeah. that New York is covered in filth, <laughs> but why California? So, why? This is, Aren't, I, I know where you're going with this, Isaac. Isn't LA like just the people that um, lost We're, their citizenship? Oh um, yeah, they get so so. Here's so here's what I got. Oh yeah, we didn't it. talk about the deportation stuff. That's actually yeah, yeah. a really big deal. Yeah, so it's it, it's a deportation, but it's deportation from like the new moral America. So like the prostitutes got deported, and like all those, oh, all the, all, not yeah, the, all the criminals got deported, <laughs> not the hussies. So like all the sex workers got deported, and I, I try not to use the word prostitute. They, it's, it's you know, <laughs> it's, it's, that's like a thing. That's a real thing. No, you know, I know. What, I didn't say like prostitute? prostitute. Yeah, don't say that. It's oh, sex sorry, I, I apologize. But um, right. yeah, but uh. uh but yeah, so it's just like all of the people. It's essentially another. It's essentially a prison island because all the criminals are. This is like a concentration like, camp island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's kind of why that the, even though it's a deportation island, it's not like it's not like a, a normal deportation island. Yeah, where blowjobs go to die, Los Angeles. Yeah, it's not like some. It's not like like mild mannered Jose from Mexico got deported to this <laughs> island. Or it's like it's like. Everybody who did bad things got deported to the island. Yeah, instead it's right. flamboyantly mannered Jose. Yeah, oh, excuse me, Cuervo Jones. Cuervo Jones. <laughs> this is where all the Which, caricatures. Why is Cuervo get Jones on this island? Isn't he from? Isn't he a Peruvian? Like, why is he on this island? Yeah. How did he get here? Where did he come from? Where did he go? Yeah, and then <laughs> what, where does this like? Where did his, his like like scientist friend come from? And then where did he go after he explained the like the, the exposition? There's some real like super mutant fucking California Republic experiments going on in part of this mm-hmm. island as well. Um, yeah, yeah. So we're introduced to uh, Steve Pasquetti's character. Um, uh, is it, what's it? He's the stars tour guide. For Eddie, the stars map guy? of the Eddie, stars. Map of the stars. Um, yeah. And essentially, he tells Snake, uh, "Hey, I know how to get to Cuervo Jones, um, but you're gonna have to go through here, um, and it's the Beverly Hills area." And he's like, look, man, you're going to need a map. And Snake's like, fuck you, I don't need a map. Or whatever he says. Uh, he says something clever, I'm sure. Um, and then uh, it's at the Beverly Hills area that we meet a lady whose name I did not catch. Do you guys remember her name? Teslima. Oh, that's right. Her name's Teslima. She says it like once, like briefly. Yeah, under, um, after, under her after breath. After they escape from the, the weird... L.A.? Yeah. <laughs> um, this well, is, yeah, this yeah, is also where Bruce Campbell shows weird. up. So this is uh, so they're hiding. They're hiding in a bush. Now. Yeah, he goes to hide in a bush, and then she's just like, "Find your own fucking bush." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "I don't need no fucking bush." And he goes to walk out, and he's confronted by this like dude in like a death mask, and he's like, "Ah shit!" It's and then he ri- turns and he gets ca- captured with a net. It's some real raincoat killer, like deadly yeah. premonition shit. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Um, but then she also gets captured, and then they they wake up and they're on these like tables. And there's a lot of, like, there's a lot. Isaac, can you tell us about all this, like, fucking creepy shit in this, this room is, here? This messed me up, man. <laughs> so I see, the, I saw the Isaac's first. Isaac's gearing up for a good time, and they hit him with right? creepy Come house. On now. <laughs> so I saw the first nurse, and I was, I was like, there's something wrong with her face. But I, I was yes. like, I didn't want, 
I was like, maybe she's just ugly. And <laughs> oh I didn't want to say that. <laughs> I was excited. I didn't want, maybe she's just fugly. Maybe she's Ugh. just one of those. Um, but then, like, every single other character, all right, so it's this, um, they take, they capture people and they take their body parts and they plastic surgery them onto themselves. Um, and something, something like is happening that they have to do it over and over and over again. I can't remember. Yeah, what I think like reason. I think they've gone through plastic surgery so many times that they like their bodies like can't sustain it anymore. So they have to constantly keep doing re- it. like repair themselves. It's some yeah. real fucking uh, the surgeon boss first boss from Bioshock. Yes, it's like oh, very yeah, yeah. that, which is weird considering the tone of this movie. Yeah. Um, but this is so. Uh, that's uh, Bruce Campbell is the head surgeon. I guess he's yeah, the general surgeon, surgeon general of LA. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's got a real handsome Jack face. Yes, um, and it's really hard to tell that it's him. Yeah. Oh yeah. But this this whole sequence, it's real weird. They set it up and they show it to you, and then they kind of just like move through it pretty fast. It. Like yeah. Our, yeah. Our guys yeah, break they out. Never, and get they out never of it. revisit it. Like they they give they Snake uses this mouth dart that he got from Malloy and them. Oh yeah, which is um, fucking hilarious. To like, yeah, to stun the Surgeon General, and then he like by chance, like as he falls, his like blade that he was going to cut his eye out with cuts him off, cuts him out of the table, and he kidnaps like he like holds him hostage and gets and like gets takes them, his gun. Like, st- yeah, get his gun and like makes them makes them like. Like, follow his orders so he doesn't kill him. And then he's gonna leave Taslima there, and it's his fault that she got kidnapped. And she has to plead with him to not, like, go without her. And then he's like, oh, fuck, fine. And he, like, has them cut her down, and then they escape. Yeah. They, like, escape into the sewers, and then, yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's, uh... I Yeah, it's, uh... Specifically, uh, the, the Surgeon General is just like... Oh, this beautiful blue eye. It just gets very <laughs> creepy. Eye. Oh, and I forgot that one. Bruce Campbell straight like gropes to yeah, Zima. He, he grabs, like, grabs her, her breasts. Oh, yeah. he's like, oh he's, they're real. Yeah. It's very uncomfortable. Very, very weird. Strange. But yeah, they get out of there. They're escaping while escaping, which is most of this film. <laughs> yeah. Um Oh, I will say like like between Taslima and and um My date Utopia, with the president's they, daughter. Yeah, yeah, my date with the president's daughter. They, uh, there's nobody in this movie that really um, matches up to the oh the Maggie glory that is Maggie. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I that listen that distracted me. <laughs> I was just like, oh Bazinga, <laughs> Maggie, oh Maggie. <laughs> they uh, they had to nip that in the uh, the bud real quick. Yeah, they replaced <laughs> one. they replaced um. Uh, objectifying women with uh, making fun of trans people. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, not good. Um, not good. Not good. Yeah, not a good look. Also, I didn't get to like say this. Since I wasn't on the last episode, I just want to say this really quick since we're on Maggie. Her fucking death was brutal. Oh, yeah, yeah, right? Holy shit. <laughs> it might have been the most gory death in that whole movie. Yeah, for no, for sure it was. <laughs> it was. Dude, they cut to her. She was still like... <laughs> very clearly like oozing blood out of everything. Yeah. It was insane. Okay. Yeah, I was just like, oh, fuck. Yeah. 
Nagy, oh no. Tits still on point, though. Tits still on point. <laughs> um, anyway. But yeah, so they get out of there, and uh, Snake comes across Cuervo Jones's motorcade. Um, essentially, they go to this sort of this bizarre area, right? Yeah, I think this technically happens before he meets Eddie, actually. Oh, that's right, because this is how he meets Eddie. Yep, I forgot about yeah. this. Yep, so we, sh- um, we should touch, yeah. touch on that a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this like motor, this like parade is happening. Um, and I think he like, like taunts Malloy on the radio. He's like, I'm going to go see the parade <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because he like finds the pod and it's empty. And then Malloy asks him what he's going to do. And he goes, I'm going to go watch the parade. And then he just goes, <laughs> he just storms out. Yeah. Oh, I thought so it was after Cuervo... he, it's after he finds the dead guy is what it was. Not the pod. I don't think it's after he finds like the yeah, dead rescue right. guy. Yeah. I think you're right. You're right. Um, but yeah, so so yeah, so he's like watching Cuervo, and like Utopia is in the car with Cuervo, and she's like wearing a fucking dude. The, now. She's wearing this like the greatest go-go boots. Yeah, this oh, side of Zardoz. <laughs> that's yeah. Um, so he's in the car. She's like it's like President and First Lady in the lead car of the like the presidential motorcade and shit. And then uh, Snake notices that. Um, there are these motorcycles following following uh, following Cuervo, so he hijacks one of the motorcycles, has like this dope motorcycle battle. Oh and yeah, then, fucking amazing. And then and then uh, Cuervo notices him, and he's like, "Hey, I think that Snake Pliskin." Yeah, from a distance. <laughs> Is that from Snake Pliskin? Yeah. Um. Uh. Uh. But yeah, so. Um, he goes on this fun cha- chase. He blows a bunch of shit up, um, and then um, Cuervo is entertained by Snake. And then Snake like does this very fabulous CGI jump onto a truck bed behind Cuervo. Oh yeah, fucking um, and then magnificent. Qu- it's like yeah. the thing that cringe gifts are made out of on Twitter. Yeah, it's amazing. And then um, Cuervo gets worried now and calls for his bolas. Oh yeah, he funds it and out his chucks fun balls. bolas. It's yeah, chucks bolas at Snake and strangles him off of the truck, and then four of Cuervo's men um, show up and are going to shoot him. But he like goes, "Hey, let's oh. play some Bangkok rules." Oh, dude, like I shootout. I love it. Yeah, it's like a Mexican he, standoff, right? Kind yeah, of. and then he goes, "I'm gonna." Th- when this can hits the ground, he picks up a can, throws it in the air, and he says, "When the can hits the ground, we draw." And then he throws it into the air, and then, of course, he draws and shoots them all before it even hits the ground. And, and then it hits the um, ground, and he's like, draw. Yep. And it's like, <laughs> and I then, was like, Snake's a cheater. That wasn't cool. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was really funny. I kind of laughed at that part. <laughs> and then he, at this point, loses his, loses his jacket um, um, oh, and, yeah, his as he's running jacket. away from more guys. And, and it's very important that one of Cuervo's men picks up and puts on the jacket. Well, he'll come back when we play, get, when we play some basketball. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then the best part, um, that we kind of miss in the transition from this to Eddie was that he, um, he finds Eddie's like stand and he pulls up a chair just like in Escape from New York and just sits down and just like, what the fuck do I do now? And that's mm-hmm. when Eddie pops up. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty dope. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but yeah. So so anyway, so right, right, right back to them escaping yeah. from the um, the uh, Beverly Hills, pl- Beverly Hills, yeah, like, plastic they, surgery place. They get to like the this... interstate bridge, and our poor, yeah. our poor girl. Right after she got done telling Snake she wanted to like make romance with him, 
Uh, yeah, well, so that's my favorite part about it is he, they have like this conversation and she says, uh, she broke up with her boyfriend today <laughs> and she wants to make him feel good. And Snake just says some like weird shit and walks away, which is just like, Snake doesn't know what sex is. <laughs> I wonder yeah, where she, that came from. Yeah. She's like, I just want to make you feel good. And then I was he like, says, oh, um, all right. He says, the future is now. <laughs> I'm like, what the yeah. fuck? It's like, what the fuck do you mean? Uh, but yeah, so, so he refuses this, this sex and, um, moves on, but he's followed by her. This one, he says that her name's Teslima. And like, they have this like heartfelt conversation that she was banned because she lived in South Dakota and when she, and she was a Muslim. And that's oh, why she yeah. was deported. Mm. It's so, so was, weird she was when deport- these crop up. Like, it's like, yeah. I think Kojima would go further with this because it's like, uh, essentially, if you can imagine Kurt Russell, like, getting on one knee and having a PSA is kind of like how the end mm-hmm. of every Metal Gear is. Is like, yeah, it's this, very strange. This is why we should defend um, our truths. But like, in this, it's like very sporadic. Yeah. And in this one, she's just like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be out in the rest of America. I want to be here. The, the rest of America is the prison here. Um, I can be free and it's not so bad. And then she immediately gets shot by this, like, this, like, she warned him about this gang called the yeah, Korean Dragons. I don't, I don't yeah. know why I'm, why I'm laughing, but it's just the way that it happens. It's like, yeah, it's yeah she just immediately gets shot. Yeah. Well, those fucking, and, the um, South Koreans roll out in like that little, like, red roadster. Yeah. little drag racer that looks very Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, there are plenty of cars in this movie that I was like, I'm pretty sure that the San Andreas guys just, like, lifted these car designs. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up, yeah. But they're, like, they're kids. Weren't they kids? Oh, yeah, they were Yeah, they're, like, they're, they're very young. I was like, what the... Yeah, yeah they just, like, here. blew her away, and then they were like, <laughs> and they got out of... <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so this is when Eddie picks, like, he's trying to run away from the gunfire, and he climbs an overpass, and Eddie picks him up in this real nice car, and then Eddie presses a button in his car and shoots Snake in the chest with these darts from the glove compartment. And then Snake starts tripping the- fucking balls. Yeah. This is kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is this is actually kind of cool, this scene, and Eddie's explaining that he, like, he's he's uh, Cuervo's agent, um, and that Cuervo's let, lets him borrow the car sometimes, and then he gets knocked out, and he... Wakes up uh, elsewhere, and Eddie's telling Cuervo what Snake is here for. Well, more and importantly, one more importantly, Snake is handcuffed to a treadmill. <laughs> yeah, made to oh run. <laughs> made to run forever. <laughs> yeah, and then there's then the the scene is essentially this very brainy smart guy explaining what the sword of Damocles is, and Which this is, is very Otacon. Very Otacon. Yeah, it's very oh, yeah. Otacon. This is one and only scene in the movie. He is just in this movie to exposition what this like weapon is. And well, he's, he's in gone. the background in a couple scenes, too, which is weird is to he? me. So I wonder if there was more cut stuff with him. But it's like oh, yeah, he's probably. so geeky about this thing that it's very Otacon. And what the, yeah, the like, weird thing is like I've like, recognized thinking... this guy from a ton of other movies. He's in The Bone Collector. Mm. He's like Denzel Washington's like stay-at-home nurse. Guy, oh, okay. yeah, he's in a bunch of other shit, but yeah, this guy was way underutilized. Yeah, it makes me wonder, like, what did you do to get deported? <laughs> yeah, who are you, dude? Yeah, but so, but yeah, and, and Cuervo takes this moment once they've learned how to use the Sword of Damocles, which is like a really dope name for this Doomsday weapon, by the way. Yeah, um, they re- essentially record their requisite. I'm a terrorist. 
like capture video. Mm-hmm. And the funny And by the way, that's how they rail they realize that Snake is still alive. I was gonna say was they see him in the background <laughs> of the <laughs> fucking like running, video like running, running on the treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they thought he was dead because they lost his signal and then they just go, Mr. President, look they're in the background. It's Snake. He's still alive. They have no idea what he's doing. He's just like running. <laughs> they don't even question it. They're just like, oh okay, he's just, he's just doing what he's doing. Yeah, they weren't. They, yeah, they weren't even oh. like, uh, "What's he doing there?" It was just a. Yeah, they're just like, oh. "Oh, he's still alive. Great." And that's all. <laughs> no, no more questions, please. <laughs> uh, but they demonstrate the sort of Damocles' power by uh, turning off all of the power in uh, Virginia, right? The, the uh, new me. capital, the president's hometown of Lynchburg, Lynchburg, Virginia. Virginia. Yeah, and so the president calls his wife. His wife's talking to him on the phone, and then her line goes dead. And Cuervo Jones is like, "Do you see a taste of my power?" And the president's like, "Oh no!" But all I'm thinking is, "Okay, they can't make phone calls. Like, what's, <laughs> what's the issue here? It's just the power, right? Yeah, it's just the power went out. Come like, on, okay, man. whatever." <laughs> um. But yeah, so Snake uh, eventually gets off of his treadmill, uh, and there's a big shootout. I'm trying to remember, how the fuck does he come out of the, the treadmill lock? Do you guys remember? I don't know um, if I think they, they show they, it. They, they take him out because he oh, they take him right, to the, right, right. the basketball game. Yeah, that's right. The basketball. The, the, yeah. the single, this is my favorite scene in the whole movie, I think. Yeah, I Isaac, can you? I, I want Isaac to. Yeah, I want to hear Isaac's description he's, of what he's the been. Fuck he's is. been like giddy about it all episode, oh, so I man. want him to do. I, I was just not we expecting. Gotta, this we got to talk at about all. the failed, the failed original participant <laughs> before Snake shows up. Jeez. So, so the rules of this 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 game, right? Yeah. So you have a shot clock of ten seconds um, per shot. And you have to. Per, yeah, per shot. You yeah, can't I was a little, miss any baskets. I was blown away because at first I thought it was like you got to do it in ten seconds. And when oh, Snake yeah. waited until like two seconds left to take his first <laughs> shot, I was like, "Dude, you're fucked." Yeah, I was like, "What no, are you each doing?" Shot, each shot is a ten second shot clock. You have to you have to take shots. You have to alternate sides of the court, and you have to get ten points. All shots are worth two points. No three point bullshit is what Cuervo said. Or something like that. Yeah, that no, is literally what he said. Yeah, and um, uh, you have to get to ten points, and you can't miss a shot. Um, if you miss a shot, if you don't make the shot clock, um, or if you don't get to ten points within within, um, you know, get to ten points at all, then you are murdered on sight. And not just so, regular murdered. Uh, you were shot into Swiss cheese by like twenty yep. dudes. Yep, and this uh, this. Uh, Guy that was participating beforehand, I think, had eight points, and then he missed his last shot and got shot. Yep. Which, here's the thing. They got gunmen all around the court, yep. and they're all when I was firing used to want to be in a the gunman. middle. Yep. Yeah. How are they not shooting each other? Each other? Yeah. We don't ask questions like this. <laughs> the good, best movie good. ever made. <laughs> yeah, because Roger Ebert gives us a 3.5 out of 4. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh. you just have to l- let your uh, let your imagination. Uh, yeah, just run wild. They were all hitting him perfectly in all the. <laughs> oh, right, right. <laughs> they're they're the opposite of stormtroopers. Um, they uh, they're also keep in mind this is all happening in the center of the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum, mm-hmm. which all I kept thinking was, oh my god, even Duke Nukem 3D fucking stole. It's final set piece from this movie. <laughs> from this movie, yeah. like this movie, uh, influenced a lot of 
stuff. Apparently. Yeah. It's wild. And then the other thing, too. So the other thing is that in another separate cage, this is where I was just like, what the fuck? Why didn't you have to fight that guy? Yeah, it's, it's, a, was, real, uh, it's a real fucking uh, Karlov smoking, mm-hmm. like, weird machete scissors. Well, he has, like, these, like, weird, yeah, I call, them, I call them, like, hedge clippers. Cause that's kind of what they look like. But he's just, like, fighting this guy, and he cuts his head off with hedge clippers and gets splattered with blood. And I was like, is Snake going to have to fight him? And I was like, no, he'll just play basketball, I guess. Oh, yeah. Snake's going to do what Snake's yeah, going to so, do. So talk talk about, but, Isaac, talk about Snake's, like... Well, I was just going to... I was going back to the, um... Oh. The hedge clipper guy. Yes. <laughs> so he just picked a random guy who was going to cut his head off? Because he was a guy no, that... They, they didn't really bring that up. He just... No, they, didn't they just panned to this. Just, um, LA's brutal, guys. That's all you need uh, to yeah. know. <laughs> I think it was. I think it was like. Uh, I think it was like. Uh, it was meant to call back to the like the big big dude that he had to fight in the first uh, one in the ring. Oh yeah, just and then Zangief. they just decided to do yeah Zangief. They decided to do basketball instead. <laughs> yeah, they're like that's old shit. Step we're on that new shit. Up. Cuervo's Hoops. having like some shit about like everybody thought you were dead and people thought you died in Cleveland. There's a lot of mention of Cleveland. Oh, dude, there's a thing. whole lot of like I don't go to Cleveland. I'm yeah. just like, what the fuck happened in I Cleveland? Like, I thought you died. We almost got you in Cleveland and like all that <laughs> stuff. But, uh, well, it's like in the first think- film, it's Kansas City. They're like, oh, yeah, Kansas yeah. City. Well, because well, they they play that too because because uh, fucking what's the fucking uh, brain. In the first movie, yeah. like, betrayed him in Kansas City. Yep. And then we're going to find out later on there's a character that we'll talk about that betrayed him in Cleveland. Oh, yeah. They come up. So, yeah. Oh, I don't know what Snake's doing in these Midwest cities. Yeah. But apparently the Midwest stop. is where all the shit happens. Yeah, he needs to stop going to the Midwest because he's fucking <laughs> betrayed and almost captured. I want to see in the good. third film, they're just like, oh, Dayton. <laughs> Dayton, uh, Dayton, and then the fourth one is St. Louis. <laughs> very weird, very weird. Um, but yeah, this is fucking nuts. Essentially, Cuervo Jones steps out like some gladiator stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, shoots a yeah, thumbs oh, down for the why, hedge clippers. No, to, yeah, that's what it was. I yeah. think it was just like some gladiator games. Yeah, he shoots a thumbs down. Hedge clippers take that man's head clean off. Yeah. Um, and then he explains the rules of uh, lunatic basketball to Snake. Yeah. And talks about how like uh, um, like uh, there's like a weird twisted play on if you can make it, like you can make it here you can make it anywhere where it's just like um, L A can kill anyone. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, <laughs> like, it, was cr- it was crazy. So like me, Kristen, and I was gonna say me, Kristen, and Jerry, uh, me and Kristen <laughs> have been talking about a West Coast move. Um, and Jerry was up on the couch while me and Kristen were watching this, and as soon as he was like, L A will kill anybody uh i look over at jerry and he his little tail unfurled oh no and i I looked at kristen and i was like kristen i think jerry's scared to move to la now (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's so the 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 crazy thing so the weird thing about um about uh about this movie all of of it i just wanted to all of it yeah which which you said it just reminded me that because you watched it with kristen is that you guys made a point in the in the new york episode that it's much more enjoyable when you watch it with people. Mm-hmm. L.A. is probably more enjoyable if you watch it with people, but it's very enjoyable by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a very weird meditation on like, yeah, surreal action. It's weird. So because like, so keeping in in the spirit of Escape from New York, Kristen fell asleep in the middle of this movie as well. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> and so I was like, here we are, again, old friend. It's just me and Snake. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how she fell asleep. She just 
I would look over and she would just go, this is fucking stupid. And then I'd look back at the movie and then she would be asleep. And I was like, all right. Anything, well, to be fair, anything she, anything that we do involving this podcast, she thinks is stupid, oh, including no. the podcast. Oh, so. no. <laughs> no, she's, uh, she's come around, I think, on the podcast, yeah. but she, only yeah. I only say that because I know she doesn't listen to it. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> you, you get a text in, like, three days, it's just like, Yeah, fuck, it's like, fuck Sam? It's like, oh, um, sorry. But yeah, Love so. You, Kristen. This, this amazing, I was laughing so much this whole time, like this oh, the I know, dead right? seriousness. some fucking like, what if we put a slow mo layup in the middle of this escape yeah. film? What if we give him a half court bomb and then give him a one armed full court bomb? <laughs> Dude, the one armed full court. The thing I love the most about it is it's a single, unbroken, wide shot. Yeah, so you know As that motherfucker his- did it. Yeah, which is just like, how many takes do you think that took? <laughs> Kurt Russell must have felt like a fucking champion if, in fact, he was he did do that. Yeah, you just see the back, so it might have been <laughs> another dude, but it killed me. I was like, yeah. hell yeah. There's well, this whole receipt. scene was in slow motion the whole time. Yeah. Yep. It's like, well, we're doing this. Yeah, the the, <laughs> the cutting towards the end on some of it was like, hey, in the wide shot, I saw you only had three seconds left, but when you cut to the tight, it said four seconds. <laughs> what are you doing here, y'all? And I think it's funny, like he like transitions because he starts with like a simple layup, and then his like he has to rush harder. Uh, and he like, doesn't he transition. Gets, that's carjack. Carjack. <laughs> Which I don't get. You would think ten seconds is a, enough time to get from get one across to the, the court. Yeah. Well, they explain it as he has to go grab the ball, and then he's getting tired. So. Oh. Oh yeah. <laughs> when he's uh, I, I just want to see the scene reshot. Or not reshot, but the audio just changed up to be the Harlem Globetrotters whistling theme, <laughs> <laughs> and just like in regular speed, like no, oh, no man, tension. Needs just to do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah so, so he makes so, it. Yeah, he makes it, he make it makes it takes it. Uh, Cuervo is um, not letting this like, stand, and he just starts opening. Well, my fire. favorite thing. My favorite thing about this, too, is just like in the first movie, as he does better and better, the crowd starts chanting, Snake, Snake, Snake. Yep. Yep. Oh, as and in the first film, too, Cuervo's got a really weird eccentric car covered in doll heads. Yeah. Unlike the Duke, who had the chandeliers. The chandeliers, mm. yeah. Yeah. I wish that Cuervo Very. Jones would have had, like, a the pronoun name. The. the you know what I mean? <laughs> the Cuervo. I love yeah. the Duke. The Duke. <laughs> the Cuervo. <laughs> the Cuervo. Uh, but yeah, tell us more about the the outbreak that happens here at the Coliseum. Yeah. So Snake wins and everybody's just like, what the fuck do we do? And Cuervo's like, uh, I'm going to kill him anyway. And Utopia's like, yeah, he won. You can't kill him. Yeah. And he's like, and New York or LA loves a winner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, fucking Eddie. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, and can we talk about the like, Randy Newman? Like, I love LA. Like he's on all the time in this movie. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? Um, but yeah, so, so Utopia is starting to realize that like, she's in some shit and, um, uh, says like, you don't, you can't kill him. He won. And then Cuervo, and then uh, Eddie's like, or yeah, Cuervo's like, I'm going to do it anyway. And he misses, right? 
Uh, no, yeah, yeah, he shoots the, uh, well, yes. well, Snake climbs the fence, and when Cuervo takes the shot, it like bounces off the the top bar. Of well, I think the there fence. was like some earthquake or something that yeah. happened. That oh yeah, the, the shot. aftershock. So that's why he misses the shot as like Snake starts climbing the fence, and then Snake, um, Snake uh, escapes, and I think doesn't isn't this when he creates a Molotov cocktail out of a car? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. The whole <laughs> yeah. He sticks a rag in the gas tank of a car <laughs> and then lights it on fire and blows it up. Uh, and Somehow then I think that works as a, well. It's as a distraction so that he could get into Cuervo's car and takes the sword of Damocles. Yeah, he steals and the he device does. and then runs to the sewers. And then mm-hmm. the president's daughter confronts him, who he almost kills. Mm-hmm. And she says, "Like, no, take me with you." And he, I think, he agrees to. But that's when Eddie shows up and fucking shoots Snake in the leg. Yeah, and then another earthquake happens, another aftershock happens, and then the sewer collapses, and Snake gets washed away, and Eddie's like, hey, hey, Cuervo, I killed him, I shot him, and I got this back, and Cuervo's like, where is he? And he says, well, I killed him, he washed away down the down the tunnel, and he's like, you know where he is, I bring me back his head. I love it. Oh, and, and real, Snake- real quick auto editing uh it's Chekhov's yeah. smoking gun i don't know why i said karlov's smoking gun <laughs> it's like, my brain just caught up with the dumb shit that came out of my mouth what about what about karnov's smoking gun <laughs> can we do what that carl carlor's smoking gun cuervo's smoking gun. oh no i love it that's the name of the bar that i'm gonna open when i'm 80 oh nice nice cuervo's smoking gun <laughs> it's like margaritaville but better yeah and it shakes every once in a while from earthquake aftershock <laughs> Sometimes you'll get shot in the leg if you're really lucky. Oh, yeah. This sick uh, basketball game is going to be in the middle of the restaurant (laughs) the whole time. This is going to be a great bar. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, But, yeah, Snake soaks down through the sewers and encounters Peter Fonda again. Yep. I like how that – you know how sometimes when we talk about the movies that we talk about, we we just – instead of saying the character names, we say the actors' names? Mm -hmm. We have to call him Peter Fonda because, like, they don't give this guy a name. Yeah, in the credits, he's Pipeliner, I think. Something weird Great. like that. It's real dumb. It's California. So man. we meet Peter Fonda. Again. Yeah. So Peter Fonda. <laughs> uh, so here's my theory. I think Snake died when he got shot, and the 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 mm. septic shock from the <laughs> sewer water just ended his life. I think that's why the end of this movie is so bizarre because they think he's just this is his death journey. Mm. He's surfing Uh-oh. tsunami waves. He's he's fucking flying off the Hollywood sign. I yeah. will accept that. <laughs> yep. I, I like that it. better. Yep. Anyway, uh, so he encounters Peter Fonda, who's being a fucking nut in the middle of this trench, and he's like, oh, tsunami waves, my man, they're coming, and he fetches Snake his own surfboard. Yeah. He said, you're never going to make it out of here in time you got to surf out of here. Mind <laughs> you, Snake has a fucking bum leg that just got patched up. And of course, God, I love this. This is my... I, I Sam, think take this it away. This is you, sir. My favorite scene in, in modern film. Maybe this film in general, where... From behind, like Peter Fonda briefly explains how to surf. Oh yeah, <laughs> and Very then from quickly. behind, the CGI the um, buggy wave, the oh, CG buggy, um, and the, yeah, <laughs> the CG buggy. <laughs> it just gets swallowed up by the fucking sweeps up this CG buggy. I think it. <laughs> the actual car versus the CG buggy looks completely different. Oh uh, yeah, because it's the normal, it's the normal car, and then the moment the water touches it, it just transforms into like <laughs> it looks like a reboot buggy. It's like a reboot. Oh, yeah, it does look like a reboot, doesn't it? 
Um, so of course Snake flawlessly knows how to surf. Oh yeah. And these two are surfing the waves, and then of course on the overpass next to them surfing, Eddie's driving looking for Snake. And then Eddie looks straight lifted out of Robert Rodriguez Sin City, by the way. Oh yeah, and it's straight up super like, oh, this is like CG as fuck. Like it's amazing. (laughs) And Eddie like looks to the side and goes, You've gotta be fucking kidding me. (laughs) No shit. All all the while. There's and surf then music on- playing in the background. Just, oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> just, yes. Just switches to bear, uh, surf music. <laughs> yeah. So Snake sees Eddie. Eddie sees Snake. And Eddie just keeps on driving. And then Snake high fives Peter Fonda. Oh, I forgot goes, about thanks. that. Then he, say, he high fives and says, like, thanks, dude, or something like that. Yeah. And then surfs off to the side, <laughs> jumps from the surfboard Onto Eddie's car, a fight ensues, and then Snake knocks Eddie out and like forces forces him to take forces Eddie to take him to Hershey because Hershey is uh, he learns from Peter Fonda that Hershey is uh, Cuervo's uh, hated enemy and that that Hershey will be able to help and Eddie uh, <laughs> just he takes Eddie to Eddie takes Snake to Hershey when they when 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 Snake said to Peter Fonda. Thanks, dude. I think he yeah. says thanks, bro. I think he might have said thanks, bro. Um, Either way, he says something. Uh, he says thanks. Well, first of all, he thanks somebody, <laughs> which is weird. second of all, he he says like he uses a word like dude or bro. He's like, yeah, later, later, yeah. bro. But he like yeah. high fives him, and in that moment, <laughs> yeah. Kristen woke up, saw what was happening, <laughs> and then I said, "Hey, I think Kurt Russell wrote this part with crayons, Kristen." <laughs> And Kristen just goes, this movie's still stupid. And then goes to bed. Uh, it was oh, rough. how it dare was she rough. insult the best scene in modern cinema? Oh, God. It was fucking amazing. Yeah, I was, I wanna, I was I, wrong. I like to think that Roger Ebert was going to give this movie three out of five, and then he saw the scene and was like, no, I can, I can spare a point five for this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so let's talk about Hershey because I think right after this Hershey thing, it's pretty much just all gl- guns ablazing until the end of the film. Mm-hmm. Yep, so, mm-hmm. so let's let's talk about Hershey and what actually happened in Cleveland. Yeah, so they get into uh, Eddie gets them into Hershey's like sanctum, and then you see this like female like curvy female figure. <laughs> okay. Yes, and then this figure speaks, and it is the voice of a man. Very deep voice. Yeah, from behind it looks like Foxy Cleopatra from Austin Powers 3. Yeah, which is funny because Foxy Cleopatra was based off of characters that Pam Greer played oh, that's in like awesome. old exploitation movies. That's awesome. Um, but uh, it turns around and it's, it's, it's Pam Greer and Snake is like, I recognize that voice. You're, car- you're my old partner, Carjack Malone. Carjack. <laughs> yeah. And, that's um, yeah, and it's like, I'm not Carjack anymore, I'm Hershey. So Carjack has gone through a transition, and Carjack is now Hershey. I just, and, I just can't um, believe that Pam Greer, like... We're talking Jackie... To we're, yeah, we're talking Jackie Brown herself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. can't believe that she... It's very strange. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so uh, Snake is just like... All right, and then of course they have you know because there has to be a transgender person still having a penis joke. Feels up Hershey and finds a gun like in her inner thigh and goes like what is it? He says um 
it's uh it's nice to know you still have you're still packing heat down there or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that like pulls the between your legs out. or something. Yeah. It's just like I was like, this is gross. I don't like this. This is the this is the thing. This is probably this scene is probably in like the refusal to like call this person Hershey like she wants and things like that is probably what brought it from down from a four to a three point five for Roger Ebert. Yeah. It's uh it's, it's a little weird. It's it's played it's obviously played for laughs and I think like back then it probably would have been like it probably I would have found it way funnier but these days it's a little hard to get into. Yeah, the crazy part to me was sort of this weird world building throwaway line that happens mm. where like snakes like look if you help me get out of here they're paying everybody who helps me 1 million dollars and she goes greenbacks I got 10 million of those in the room next door. And then Snake goes, no, blue bags. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? (laughs) Um, But that gets her all excited. Like, she's just like, okay, let's do it. Um, So they hatch this plan, essentially, to kind of get back at Cuervo. Um, They're they're talking. So they hatch this plan to get back at Cuervo, and they're trying to go find him at, like, the, um, the Happy Kingdom. And, um, they're like, well, by car, even if we go this way, it's going to take like two and a half hours. And the sage Asian man is just like, no, we go by air. Oh yeah. Something weird like that. Yeah. And then they decide that their plan is that they're going to hang glider off of the, uh, the lift from the fires around the Hollywood sign and hang glide down into happy kingdom. Oh yeah. uh, Which is amazing. Another, Um, it looks pretty sick. But before, um, Eddie is just like, I have an idea. And he takes, um, he takes, um, an information disc or instruction disc and uses one of Hershey's nail polish to paint a red dot on it to make it look like the instruction disc for the sort of Damocles that he's going to try and make a swap Oh yeah. It's a little Texas, Texas swap. Is that what he calls it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Texas, the Texas swap. Yeah. So in this scene, Alessio. Do you want to talk about this scene here? They're the best hang gliding scene. Oh yeah, it's this very. It's it just we're continuing the surreal insanity, uh, and like Cuervo's men are all kind of like huddled up in this area, uh, and Snake and the gang just kind of fucking swoop in like hawks of war, and just like <laughs> open fire on these dudes, and it's like all hell cuts loose. It's bananas. Yeah. Eddie, Eddie, like Eddie, makes a swap, and then Snake comes in and saves him. And and so, I mean, it's pretty qu- oh, like not quick, but it's pretty like I don't know. It's it's not as, in my opinion, I don't think it was as sort of climactic as the Duke battle on the bridge. Like this yeah. is just sort of like they're all shooting and shit, and then the helicopter just kind of shows up. Cuervo like blows up part of the helicopter, but they still kind of manage to get out of there. So like there wasn't really like well, a so- big. Well, so the implication, too, is like the everybody dies implication is that um, when Cuervo blows up the back of the helicopter, it kills Hershey and the rest of her men. Yeah. And Utopia and Snake are the only ones left alive. Yeah. Because they were in the front. And Eddie sees the rocket coming and jumps from the helicopter and gets trapped on the island and demands and yells at Snake and demands he comes. They come back for him. Mm -hmm. So that's funny. Um, A point I want to make really quick about like this back half of the movie is kind of another thing to tie it into, like, the whole um, Metal Gear Solid 1 versus 2 thing, that dynamic that yeah. we this movie has, is um, Metal Gear 
Escape from New York is ridiculous, but it's kind of, it's a little bit more, it's way more grounded than this movie is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have the second one, Escape from LA, which is, um, which is way more grounded, which is grounded to an extent, but after a certain point, it just fucking goes off the rails, kind of like Metal Gear Solid 2 does. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that was interesting. Oh, yeah. This just goes completely fucking buck wild oh, yeah. here at the end. Oh, yeah. Like, all bets are off. We're just going to get crazy town. Oh, yeah. Let's get crunk. Fuck it. Yeah. So it becomes very power fantasy, like on this back mm-hmm. half. Um, but yeah, Sam alluded to the whole back of the helicopter gets hit with a rocket and everybody dies mysteriously, except for Utopia and uh, Snake. Um, and they end up flying over, even though all their systems are kind of failing and the helicopter's starting to go down. I think Snake, doesn't he like eject Utopia out of there? Well, so um, so they fly past the point where they're supposed to yeah. land. Yeah, yeah, the pickup point. And Snake is trying to give Utopia a chance to escape, but he puts the remote for the Sword of Damocles in her pocket before yep. she jumps out of the helicopter, and then he goes and lands. Yeah, and so there's this whole sort of calling back to the end of... Escape from New York as well. There's this whole situation where, like, they're all there to meet him. Snake's like, hit me with the shit. Like, get my get my poison out of my body. Let's go, let's go, let's go. And then they sit there and let the clock run out. And it's like, whoa, dude. But he doesn't die. And they're like, oh, you really bought into that. Earlier in the film, somebody alluded to the fact that it was a placebo drug as well. Mm-hmm. Hershey does, yeah. Yeah, and so Snake, uh, they tell him essentially they just uh, stuck him with the common cold. Um, like a fast-acting flu. Yeah, and he's just like, oh. Um, and so they take his remote, or they're going to go take his remote. Snake's like, oh, come over here and get it. But then some guards pull Utopia out of the bushes, and they're like, hey, we found her. And then right before the president talks to Snake to get the, the remote off his hands, um, they check Utopia's pockets, and they find her remote. And so they're like, oh, you're trying to pull a fast one on us, aren't you, asshole? Um, and so again, the president's like, like, get me up for 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 uh, uh, transmission. Like, let's do a broadcast real quick. Mm-hmm. And just has the presidential podium just there. Yeah, which is funny which is to great. me. They start like assembling it and stuff. And effectively, what ends up happening is the president kind of, in and of itself, like the president presents it as in the same way that Cuervo was presenting it. Which is sort of like, oh, we another subplot for this film. We have these Cubans and these um, Mexicans and these um, folks from uh, why am I totally slipping on this? Puerto Rico are trying to invade the United States, as are these other countries. And so he's like, hey, we're gonna terminate all the power in your fucking space if you don't leave us alone and they're like we got two hours until they touch base in miami and wreck shop which would be a great allusion to our escape from miami if that ever happened Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and effectively the guy goes to hit the thing and it's like isn't it like infomercial audio it's it's eddie's star map oh that's right it's one of eddie's star maps yeah so he's playing this and so the switcheroo he did was he kept the the real remote and gave um utopia the fake one knowing that they would probably do this. Yep. Can we also talk about how he, after they find the, the tape in Utopia's uh, pocket, he, like, sentences her to ex- oh, yeah. uh, oh, the electrocution? Her own, yeah. His own daughter? Yeah, he's like, yeah. You, you couldn't mm-hmm. do it, Snake? Well, I'll do it for you. Yeah. yeah. Very, yeah, very strange. Well, it's crazy. So, so, yeah, so he plays, he plays a thing, and... um uh, 
he he condemns Snake to execution, and um, the and he's like, and I I want everybody who's on this broadcast to watch this, and um, Malloy orders all of his men to fire on Snake, and it turns out this whole time Snake's been a hologram. Oh, so at some point between gosh. when he crashed and when he started talking to them, he like was a hologram. Spoilers for uh, the Last Jedi, but this is very what Luke Skywalker <laughs> does at the end of the movie. <laughs> very much, yeah. So this, so fucking Last Jedi lifted from this. <laughs> <laughs> where, uh, where the fucker, well, uh, where the fucker, Kurt Russell's royalties, uh, Lucasfilm, huh? <laughs> Kurt Russell should be in Star Wars. Oh God, he'd be Luke's real dad. Real dad. <laughs> Ray's dad. Oh, no. If only. Um, but yeah, so effectively it's revealed that he's a hologram. Uh, but right before that, they tell him, they're like, uh, oh, no, no, no. It's right after. They're they're like, Snake, you got to make a decision. You got to make a decision. We know that you've always been Mr. Lone Wolf. And he's like, you win, they lose. They win, you lose. <laughs> Nothing changes. It stays the same. And then he types in the world code, which we've not talked about until this point. It's 666. Yeah. Which is fucking amazing. And then they're like, no, no, Snake, don't hit that button. If you hit that button, it's going to fucking hit. Set us back everything we've achieved for 500 years. Yeah, it's going to set us back to the Stone Age. And Snake just looks at him and says, fuck you. (laughs) Yeah, and he just, he turns the power off on the whole world. And the hologram fades. Except yeah. and then Snakes <laughs> says the single greatest line before the well, credits so roll. He find he he finds a pack of American spirits on the ground in the woods. Yeah. Of course. Which, where with, they grow. With like with where they grow with uh, next to the hidden uh uh wood porn. porn <laughs> oh, is, yeah. as, as all as all young men uh know about is woods porn. Good old um, woods porn. Woods pornography. Um, <laughs> he he finds a pack of American spirits and then the stick matches they gave him at the beginning of the oh, movie yeah. when they were running out his equipment that Malloy <laughs> says you never know when they'll come in handy. Um he uses it to light up a cigarette um, and then he, as he's lighting the cigarette, he notices the he notices <laughs> he notices the audience. Oh yeah, he looks right at out, us. Right at he us. looks blows right out, at us. Blows out the match. Um, and then as the camera fades to black, he says, "Tell me, Sam." <laughs> he, says, <laughs> he says, "Welcome to the human race." <laughs> and then the credits start rolling. Oh man! Uh, that's the fucking movie. That's the. That's it. And I was into oh. it all the way, all the way. It's such fucking a good fucking sweet movie. Jesus, you guys. Again, we we try our best not to do like like tangible ratings on the show because it kind of ruins the spirit. But I'm going to be honest with you. A plus. Dude, I love it. Well, okay. A minus for the weird transphobic (laughs) shit. But still. Yeah, I'll dock it for the transphobia stuff. I think the other thing that I just wanted to mention is I kind of feel like the music was a little lazy. Um, Like the original score (laughs) stuff. It's just John Carpenter's score for Escape from New York with like Mm -hmm. some strings added to the background. It's just, I I laughed so, I laughed so hard because the credits at the beginning were the same text, the same font, except they added the the green box. More extreme in the green boxes. Like it was way more 90s. It was way more futuristic. (laughs) They're like, fuck it, dude. It's no longer the 80s. It's the 90s. Yeah, it was wild. I enjoyed it. Isaac, what did you think? Um, hmm. 
Was it a cinematic masterpiece? So, or... <laughs> um, yeah, it. Uh, hmm. <laughs> it's hard to put this into words, you know. <laughs> I I enjoyed it. I will say, it was. Um, I think it was a little dated. Uh, a lot dated. <laughs> I think that's what added Man. to the mystique. Of course, of course. The mystique. <laughs> Wow, this game does not have mystique for <laughs> this movie. <laughs> but like New York, um, this movie lends itself heavily to Snake's one-liners, and oh yeah, and that um, that definitely bumps up this, the the rating. Yeah. But in a, yeah, I think it, in a nice uh, cheeky, cheesy way, this movie's. Uh, you know, a solid A in a uh, Roger solid A solid A <laughs> in Canada. It add, uh, it it adds a really it adds a really weird wrinkle to the self seriousness of the band Escape from L.A. Oh, because there because there was nothing cheesy about those. Boys. I was trying to figure out why they chose that name. I don't like know. while I was watching this watching this movie. I was like, hmm. Nothing isn't that the me. isn't that your rival your rival <laughs> right. group from when it, it you were is. dead weight? It is. <laughs> All these years we've been trying to figure it out and we still we're not we're not one step closer to any answers. Nope. <laughs> but you're one step closer to the edge and you're about to break. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Shut up when I'm talking to you. Um <laughs> But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I like I said at the top of the episode, I did not expect to enjoy this as much as I did. Um but I, I had a good time with it, and yeah, I do. I think it's like cinematic. Uh, I don't know, cinematic <laughs> like m- analytical toffee for you to chew over and review yeah. and think about. Not at all. The an- the answer is yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the answer is one hundred percent yes. Um, but yeah, I think seeing some so these a lot people of, do these things people, is great. A lot of people are not for the just turn off your brain and enjoy a movie. There's modes, like, man. Argument. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's yeah, a time and a like, place. Yeah, it's you can't be that self. You can't be too self serious about yourself. Sometimes you just gotta watch a movie and just enjoy it for what it is, which is fucking stupid and amazing. Yeah, it's great. Um, so yeah, Kojima, uh, thank you for stealing all of these ideas. Mm-hmm. Um. Kurt Russell, thank you for writing all these ideas because we wouldn't have had them to steal. Uh-huh. And especially in crayon, <laughs> otherwise they wouldn't be nearly as good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and boy, oh boy, do I wish that Metal Gear Rising would put out a sequel so we could get even more goofy, non-self-serious Metal Gear after seeing this. Yes. I want to see Raiden surf a fucking tsunami wave. Which, like, wouldn't feel even feel out of place in, in the Not Universal even Rising. remotely. Um... So yeah, surfing on his sword. <laughs> oh gosh, I love it. I want more fucking one line. I want to go back and play all of Metal Gear now, just listening for one liners. Because like I feel <laughs> like see how many are lifted wholesale from yeah. Esca- the Escape series. Escape from New York and Escape from LA have actually like somehow given me a greater appreciation for cheesy action one liners. <laughs> like these are these stand on in in a in a class of their own. Well, it's like there's a Hall of Fame for it, man. There's like a whole. We could do like a master class on action movie one liners. Yeah, half the fucking Hall of Fame would be in these movies. Yeah, like it's for sure. great. Um, so yeah. Anyway, 
Uh, check it out if you're into goofy, over-the-top action flicks with weird plots. Um, I, going into this, was sort of under the impression that this movie was far more meta than it was as far as sequels go. Mm. It's there. Yeah. It's pretty present. You can, I mean, you can fucking taste it when you're watching it. Um, I think there are literal moments where characters are just like, yeah, like before, but bigger now. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, there's definitely some commentary on, like, action movies and sequels. Um, I do wish that they would have gone a little, maybe a little more, like, Cabin in the Woods with it, if I'm being honest. But that's just my uh, taste. That's my taste, personally. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think this is worth a check out, and I'm really glad we did it for the show. It was nice to watch it, and it's been nice mm-hmm. nice to watch movies that I don't typically spend a lot yeah. of time with. So Yeah, I'd always had heard of these movies, but I never actually sought out to watch them so yeah yeah it's good and now i now i own these so thank you thanks guys (laughs) (laughs) me too yeah me too thanks (laughs) me three um but yeah that's awesome that was escape from los angeles We went through that whole episode Yay. without saying Los Angeles. <laughs> well, not, not anymore, fuckhead. Uh, that's right. Uh, yeah, so let's 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 uh, plug some some things to plug. Um, we now have an Amazon affiliate link. You can go Yay. to uh, twitter.com slash Metal Gear Monday or facebook.com slash Metal Gear Mondays um, and see the link that way. I'm going to try and turn it into a bit.ly or like a short URL or something soon, but right now it's all just Amazon gibberish. Um, Outside of that, you can hit us up at all the places. Uh, We are working towards SEO stuff. Um, It dawned on us, I think last episode, me, James, and Isaac had a conversation off mic that uh, if you look up Metal Gear Solid Podcast, even though we have the domain name claimed for MetalGearSolidPodcast.com, it's really fucking hard to find us on Google until like the second or third page. Um, So we're going to make more of an effort to get the SEO squared away for this show. Um, So what that means is I am going to find a way to make the website project work for the amount of money that we are currently bringing in through Patreon. So I know the goal is $100. I know we have been bouncing between $93 and $103 back and forth for a while now. I think I'm just going to lower that tier down to about 80 bucks, and we're just going to call it complete because I'm going to start looking into affordable solutions for us to get the full-blown, fully-featured website up and running. Um, but ways that you guys can help if you can't kick us any money is through any sort of linking commenting, mentioning, or recommending of the show on websites, um, either writing articles about it, um, referring us, uh, referring people like uh, games journalism outlets to the show, mentioning it in Facebook groups, that kind of thing. The more links to MetalGearSolidPodcast.com um, organically, the more Google will kind of push us up in the listings. So that's our big internal project. Honestly, that'll probably come to fruition more towards the beginning of the year, uh, but we are getting started on that. So um, 
yeah um sam isaac where, where can people find you i want isaac to go first this time uh i'd love to um <laughs> <laughs> i would love to i would love um, to just send me send me your um be careful, your details at doesn't have a twit. <laughs> send me your details. <laughs> send me those. Send me those digits. Uh, you, you've them. gotten some new followers, Isaac, but they say that the account have seems I? inactive because who said they, that one? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, there, there have been some people tweeting at Metal Gear Monday saying, "Hey, I know that's supposed to be Isaac's Twitter, but I'm just not seeing anything on here. Is he <laughs> still using it?" There's, there's a, um, a paid tier where. If you pay five dollars, you can see all my tweets. That's why nobody can see my tweets. Oh, gotcha. Invisible ink. It's Isaac. It's Isaac's personal Patreon. <laughs> it's a uh, fumbling. Patreon.com slash fumbling in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that's a thing. You know how we went to IsaacLim.com and it was that really great Christian music. Hold on. I think really great might be an over exaggeration, but well, maybe a little bit. <laughs> Um, hold on. Fumbling in the dark. Dot com? No, Just I'm not. Whoa. Careful. Oh, Patreon, I was like, wow, Pat- this could be bad. Patreon, there is not a patreon.com slash fumbling in the dark, so. Hop well, on it, Isaac. But, but, but now. I might have to do it. Dark.com. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, don't, don't. Tell Uh-oh. us. Sam gets, <laughs> Sam gets eaten by malware. <laughs> How bad is remember it? That one, remember that one really weird experimental thing I did where I turned into like a robot at the end of the episode? Oh, the yeah. whole thing? What if that happens again? Oh, no. Well, it's not loading, so I, I'm over it. So <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Sandal. That's S-A-N-J-U-U-L. I do stuff on there. Um, I have a lot of hot takes and cold takes, hot takes. and lukewarm takes. I like so it. So it takes of all temperatures, please. I like it. Are, are welcome anyway and you can find me at ac summerfield or www.dumbledore.com um i also yeah you guys know the places patreon.com slash metal gear mondays all those things uh we instagram yeah instagram uh yes Instant Graham. Please. They're great. Metal Gear Mondays. I'm a big fan of what I'm doing there. <laughs> As am so, I. So you should check out. We do. Uh, so we do. Uh, I do every week. I do a clip from the previous week's episode um, where I take like like a minute or two, sometimes more um, of just a clip that I put stupid gifts and, and pictures and stuff over and it's it it I feel enhances the experience. Of course. So yeah. if, if we had the budget um, we'd do every episode like that. Yeah, for real. Um so if you uh if you um have if you enjoy the podcast, I, you will get enjoyment out of the Instagram. What I found is that using the Instagram to essentially give to people that don't listen to the podcast to ask what it is is perfect. It's like if you've ever like I know Alice on on like an episode where we discussed with her she had discussed like I don't know how to explain this podcast to people give them the Instagram let them let them watch some clips and judge for themselves yeah and if Sam just said that and confused you and you're like I don't remember anybody saying oh, that guess what 
Whoa. Y'all got some secret extra shit coming at the Ooh. end of the movie season. So, hey, Alice, hey, we did not hey, forget yo. you. I know you just got back no. from Japan. I'm sorry that the episodes still aren't out yet, but we have a strict schedule to stick to. God damn it, strict we're professionals. Schedule. Speaking of Alice, can I just say, did she send uh, Alice? Did she send you a really nice message when she got back? Uh, she did send me a message when she got back. I don't know. I can't. I don't have well, a, like, I don't have like, a, I don't just, have a, a measuring stick to well just like <laughs> to a, just figure like out a, how nice just like a just like a hey I'm back from Japan here's this yeah she sent me a pretty amazing picture while she was in Tokyo of uh, all of the Shibas she encountered oh and there's a photograph yes. of three black and tan Shibas that look like Jerry and then a man holding a bag covered in prints of black and tan Shibas <laughs> and she was like it's starting to get annoying. <laughs> Oh. And I was just like, you I want to live there. I want to hold those boys. We we need to take a Metal Gear Mondays field trip to Tokyo at some point in the future. Tokyo! Oh, yeah. All and right. we just need to... Like, <laughs> Isaac's like, I'm already there. there. Yeah, Isaac's been in Tokyo this whole time. <laughs> um, we just need to... All we do for the show is just film Shibas. Oh, yeah. That's all we do the whole Shiba time. Shiba Gear Sunday, baby. Oh, yeah. Sweet baby yeah. dogs. Shiba Inu Sunday. Anyway. Uh, what's weird though is like right now, so we've been decorating the house a lot for, for Christmas stuff. Um, cause that's a big thing that Kristen does after Thanksgiving. Um, I've been which is really her. funny because you guys are not going to be in town for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Very true. Very true. Um, but what's funny is like, whereas all of the cats have been loving all of the shit we're pulling out of the basement. Is Jerry not a fan? Jerry seems to be afraid of boxes. Hey, Frank is oh, too. No. Whoa. Whoa! I don't have an animal, but I, if they, if they, if I did, they'd probably be also afraid of boxes. She's was, afraid of bags. She and was boxes. selling boxes. It's weird. Yeah. Huh. Is it so? So, is it other containers or is it just a box? Just a box. 